Season two of the Reformers Bookcast has just wrapped up. My name's Tom. I'm the host of the Reformers Bookcast. We thought we'd show you some of our favourite moments. Um, but I think the most important thing that we can work on uh, as individuals is integrity and living out the values that we say we believe. And that's true for anyone, but I think particularly it has to be true for Christians. People do always ask me, what do you read? What do you read? What do you read? That's one of the most common questions I get. And, uh, you know, they're kind of hopeful that I'll be able to give them you know, a reference to some secret resource that gives them all the tools for how to think about our present culture and age and politics and all the rest of it. Uh, I'm sorry to disappoint, but I do not have such a resource. Except, oh. except... <laughs> Would have sold really that's, well. That's why it's not here. Sorry, I might have to write it one day. Who knows? No, but uh, the reality is, um, and I can't, I just cannot overstate this. The truth is I read the Bible. Because you know that your identity is not in your leadership. Your identity is in the gospel. And when somebody says a hard truth to you that stings, but they've said it in love, you can take it because you... Can you take away an understanding of the God who creates people in his image? uh, The trajectory of that does not look good. Mm -hmm. And I think Christians can say, not just made in God's image, but recreated him in the image of Christ. The Christian community has something to say to this. And part of the thing I wanted to do in my book was say, this isn't about individuals sorting it out any more than it was individuals getting it wrong in the first place. <laughs> it's about the church together. How are we, how are we operating? No, I agree with that. Would you not find that many people say, I should read more? Yep. Or, um, oh, I've got all these books I need to read. Like, I've got... I've got four chocolate mousses that I really have to have for dessert. <laughs> you know, it's like reading is a source to joy and yes. source to knowledge and source to understanding. But Baving's crit- critique of a lot of Reformed people is that they don't realise that actually the Reformation goes on and on throughout mm. the rest of your life as well. And that w- whatever you know, field you're called by God to, to work in with your life and to invest your life, Christianity has a lot to say that's, um, that shapes your view of life and the world. More importantly, in some ways, though, it also transforms the nature of sex. You read the Bible, sex is an activity. Some forms of that activity are illegitimate, some are legitimate, but it's an activity. Once you say that that which defines human beings is their inner space, and that which defines the inner space is their sexual desires, you make sex an identity, not an activity. Mm. I mean, one needs to always be careful about saying that our theology changes. Well, I didn't say Exactly. But, but the idea is that we need to be able to express it in a different way and, and incorporate these new uh, ideas. We don't unthinkingly bring in uh, the culture around us. We need, to, uh, we need to be looking at our culture and critically de- deciding, like, what is it trying to make us do? And my friend goes up to him, hands him the book to sign, and says to R.C., uh, Dr. Sproul, and, you know, we're all nervous, Dr. Sproul, uh, but by any chance, are, are you going to be speaking in New Jersey anytime soon? And Dr. Sproul signs the book, looks up to him and says, young man, if I will be in New Jersey, it won't be by chance. <laughs> and of course, you know, he's being funny. Like, I didn't know that. So I <laughs> sort of slide my book across here, Dr. Sproul. I'm not gonna ask you a what, question. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask a question. <laughs> But that's what history does. I mean, think of George Whitfield in the 18th century. Who doesn't know George Whitfield? Yeah. But did you know that there were a lot of preachers around Whitfield 
who were almost as influential as he was wow. and uh, were used for the conversion of thousands of people and yet people don't know them but in their own day everybody everybody knew them one has to commit to reading it doesn't have to be a big time commitment 20 minutes a day is an entirely respectable way to achieve a reading life is that if that is all we have the important thing is to draw a boundary around the duties of life that is, we have to be transported it is so important and lots of it, those heresies are still around yeah um, you know when i did irenaeus uh I mean, the Gnostics are all around us. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I think it's good for kids to realize that it's not just something that happened just now. I know people have been through all this in the past. These are basically the distillation of all of the curly questions that the kids at school pose to me every day. So a large part of the way that I run my classes, I tell the kids at the beginning of the year, Imagine we're on a road trip. You guys have got one hand on the steering wheel, but I have one hand on the steering wheel. So if you see an interesting side, like I come in, I, like I want it to be stressed in case the boss is listening. I'm a professional teacher. I have got <laughs> lesson plans. I have got a full curriculum sorted out. However, I also build space in um, to go down whatever interesting side trails the kids want to ask about, because I'm convinced that that's where a lot of the best learning happens. Mm -hmm. um, so what you're what you're hearing from here is a is a pastor who's intimately aware of what the struggles are uh, with this group. So you know this is different than than you know someone picking up a systematic theology that's kind of written for everybody. It's not as if that's bad. It's very good. I mean, there's a lot of good truth there. But this book is written for a particular people, and that's how that's how pastors need to think about their sermons. It needs to be laser focused on the people in their congregations. We're to pray that, that, that all things would be done on earth as they are in heaven. And when you turn to places like Revelation 5, 6, Revelation 19, and you get a picture of what's going on in heaven, it's corporate praise, it's multitudes, myriads upon myriads praising the Lamb, right? Um, in Geneva, Calvin was very clear that the church wasn't supposed to interfere with the government, and the government wasn't supposed to interfere with the church. One of the big myths about Calvin is that he established a theocracy. He didn't do that. But there were certain areas where he said that both the church and the state had legitimate interests. So uh, feeding the poor, yep. you know, taking care, taking care of people who are in need. And under those circumstances, the church and state needed to cooperate to work out a system to do it, incorporating both people from the civil government and from the church. You two work on the book list. Well, let's say Jocelyn works. I have the best job at it. Yeah. So every year you have a book list. Um, what do you What do you look for in books that you're trying to select? Um, we're looking. Some of the books we're looking at the themes of Ruth. Uh, so we wanted to pick up on some of the things that came from Ruth. Um, but also, we just want to pick a range of books that we, we think will be really helpful for Christian women in Australia. Uh, things that we think are solid, are biblical, encouraging. I love sound doctrine. That's why I was in theological training until I was 31 years old. I love it, but it's not enough. It can't be less than that, but it has to be more. Through the lens, I think of doctrine as glasses. I need clear focal lenses. I need good doctrine, sound doctrine, so that I can see something. I don't have glasses so that I can look at my glasses. I have them so I can look through them at beauty. And Jesus is beautiful. So we need sound doctrine through which we can see the, a clearly contoured Christ. Um, so amen to your question. <laughs> you can catch all the episodes, including any you missed, at reformers.com.au forward slash bookcast or wherever you get your bookcasts.
platform of podcasts, in fact. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe.